Alright. Ready in Hummish. Alba. Shalosh. Stein. Oh, mommy, I'm so glad you're here. We have so many things to catch up on this week. You know, I've, um, I've been, I've getting ready for hollow jeans, which is really exciting. I'm going to celebrate it with the kiddos. We're going to have some other kiddos over and I don't know. I feel, I feel a bit lighter. I feel as though restrictions are lifting and people are starting to be like, I don't care if I get sick. Let's just party. <laughs> um, or maybe that's just me. Is that just my projecting onto the world? Maybe. Um, I may have to stop this podcast and have diarrhea at some point. I am just going to let you know now. I had Zanku chicken on Tuesday. Today is now Thursday. And, you know, it just, it hit me the next morning. I was doing Pilates and I had to end my sesh 15 minutes early to go have violent diarrhea. So it's still gurgling, not going to lie. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, I've really been, I, I as, a, as a student, how do I put this? As a, as a student of philosophy, a former student of philosophy, I, I have a liberal arts degree from the University of San Francisco and, um, you know, I read all this stuff that's kind of, that was seen as a joke in the 90s, this postmodernism stuff about, you know, a million genders and, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, all, all the wackiness we see now is a direct result of a, an offshoot of philosophy that was really never taken seriously. And it kind of, it just took root and, and people are really into this stuff. So, I started reading um, Camille Paglia, Paglia, I don't even know if I'm saying this woman's name correctly, and she's a feminist feminist f philosopher who I never really got into in college, but I really like her now because I, as an older broad, I'm like, yeah, I get it. And, um, you know, I was just thinking the feminists, as much as I am a feminist, they kind of left out, they left out motherhood, you know? Um, it was never... It was kind of, it was set aside in order so that we could get into the workforce and be like the men. And, you know, now we're, we're going through the growing pains of, of uh, mothers working, some mothers staying at home. And um, I think the, the place of the mother was sacred, was awesome. Privately, women held so much power. And now that we're gone, we've gone off into the, the working world, it's become a bit more jumbled. And, and um, anyways, I, I think that we should recelebrate motherhood. I, I, feel a, I feel a great sense of power, especially now having been home for so many months and not doing what I normally did for so many years, which was being a stand-up comedian and being more out in public. Now that I'm more focused on our private world, it's extremely fulfilling and extremely... Uh, sacred and i i want to reclaim that space of 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 mother power because i think somewhere along the lines it became poo-pooed uh, to do these feminine things um at least in 
culture, right? The idea is that we should do everything all the time and we do it effortlessly and you should lean in, right? There is that book by the CFO of Facebook. You know, she dropped her babies. She pooped her kids out and then immediately went back to work. And I don't know, maybe that worked for her. I don't fucking know. But um, I don't know if that's uh, the, the right way either to just act as though nothing has happened once you've had children. And I got to thinking too that, that, that men are... Uh, Men are so shit on today. It's they're being blamed for so much, so much, right? The patriarchy, the patriarchy, and and now the the pendulum has swung more towards the feminine, and that's great, I guess. But uh, but I like guys. I like men. I'm raising two of them, so maybe to be more compassionate towards men, because God, I tell you, uh, look, nothing's perfect, but men have created civilization. You guys have built the bridges and fought the wars and. You guys do all the dirty work of society and, uh, and uh, you know, women have the power to be like, I'm just going to stay home with the kids, sweetie. You go fucking do all that. And it's great. And I don't know why we're, uh, why we're not celebrating that more, the feminine. And uh, again, I love dudes. I love all these knuckleheads that I work with here. Um, at baby Zolo, you're no longer a baby. You're, you turned 21. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. Did you get ripped? Yeah, pretty ripped. You love your mommy, don't you? Of course. Yeah, and that's the thing I don't get is uh I think I think a lot most men are good dudes and I think that mom is the center of the universe, especially when you're a little boy, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and and I actually I don't think that women you know need to be pushing back the patriarchy. I think you guys create for us i think you build buildings to get laid and you know and you become rock stars to get laid and you do all these things to please women really what do you think tell me the truth don't and don't don't pussyfoot around come on (laughs) be honest uh well i appreciate all the credit you're giving to men that's nice yeah I, i i do think that um there's a lot of uh, just kind of negative negativity towards men in general right masculinity now. masculinity right now, I think. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's kind of sad, um, you know, growing up being a straight white male. And it's like, well, like, why am I a bad person because of that? Why does that automatic? Why do I need to feel guilty because I might have like some privilege? But because, I, I mean, I didn't choose to be like this. It, it's no different than anyone else well you are jewish so that I does am jewish. give you some i do have that not some badge me. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah see see it was, it, so i wanted you on mic because i think there's this nostalgia about the 90s right now that i've been noticing on tiktok and 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 the movies on my maybe it's just my netflix and my itunes account they're like do you want to watch mall rats again but uh i think the nostalgia isn't so much it could be about fashion and music but it it really is more about a freer time in society when uh when you know guys could ask girls out on dates (laughs) right without being worried and weird and it was a freer time you could say things and and behave and what you could make mistakes you could say things that were inappropriate you could put your foot in your mouth you know, and now I feel like that it's a very oppressive because you're in college now. Yeah. So this is funny. All this shit that you've just said, you're like, I, I, why? Just because I'm born a white guy, and yes, I have these some of these privileges. 
And for the, and I do believe in like, I do believe in that. That obviously the, my life as like a white blonde lady, as a Karen walking around is way different than everyone else's experience, right? In the world. Yeah. Everyone has some kind of privilege to some extent. Some people yeah. are smarter. Some people are more athletic. But anyways, this whole shit that you just said of like my privilege, my invisible knapsack of privilege, isn't that what they call it in, in academia? <laughs> yeah. Like it's so fucking bizarre to walk around with that. It is. It's weird. And it also um, a, a lot of it kind of aims to I don't know if it's the goal but it kind of invalidates any like opinion i might have on any issues like, well you're a straight white male so you can't really talk about this or have an opinion because yeah. you haven't experienced it you have all this privilege right and I, I don't i don't agree with that i think you know there's such a push for safe spaces and you know <laughs> all this stuff and you know being accepting of people but i feel like there's a lot of you know pushback on the other side too yeah, let me tell you about safe spaces, how I feel about that. Uh, first of all, there's no such fucking thing in life as a safe space. And I think the sooner we teach children that, the the, the more resilient they become. And by the way, in academics, there w back at the universities, there was no such thing as a safe space. This is a newer thing. Um, the opposite was encouraged when I was in college in the 90s, which was open debate, freedom of speech. If you don't like my idea, that's okay. Let me hear your counter argument. Do you hate somebody or something? Great. You can hate them. Let me hear why. That's interesting. Now they want to shelter children from the bad ideas, right? This might trigger you. So what is a safe space? Is this literally a room where kids can go hug things? I've heard they have like... <laughs> rooms with teddy bears and rainbows is that is that accurate i mean i haven't seen any of those i think oh, okay more um, you're like i haven't gone to any of those bullshit places yeah i mean i kind of stay away from that as much as i can <laughs> yeah. but um I'm, I'm sure they do have that on my campus but i mean i think the way i've heard it used is more kind of the metaphorical term, not that like they oh. actually have things for people okay. to feel safe, but it's just that anything you want to say, any I not any ideas you have, but like any, any experiences that you want to um you know talk about, you're not going to be judged, right? But any ideas kind of you stuff. have that are that are per dangerous or yeah. undesirable or may invoke anxiety in somebody else is discouraged to share. Yeah, completely. Wow. And because you're a white cisgendered male, you don't have an opinion. Yeah. I mean, Why or any, any opinion I have would just kind of be invalidated a lot of the time because, oh, well, you haven't experienced it. You don't know what it's like. You never will. You have privilege. Right. Um, but what, what about the experience of being a white male? Don't you guys have your own expectations on you? Yeah. Like you have to earn, um, you know, a six figure salary. You have to be uh, su super successful, tall, rich, you have to fuck well, you have to be, you know, like, don't, don't you guys have your own bag of drama? Doesn't everybody? I mean, everyone does. Yeah. yeah. And everyone every shape. Has, yeah. Everyone has their own privileges and everyone has their own, you know, kind of shitty things that they have to deal with and have to live up to. A hundred percent. So what, what I found interesting, um, reading this Camille pa Paglia, Paglia, is that she <laughs> was very controversial, she she's an educator she works on college campuses and she really was advocating for um leaving kids social lives alone 
Meaning let them figure out how to fuck, how to fight, how to get along. And I, I couldn't agree more because, you know, you know, you see this in, um, it starts at preschool, right? You drop your kids off and some kid pushes your kid and then they learn how to disagree. They learn they can't push. They learn this and that. So on college campuses now, everyone, talk, walk me through, you mentioned it briefly, we discussed off of mic. What, what kind of um, sensitivity stuff do you have to listen to before every semester? I love this. Tell me. Well, what I was telling you before we started rolling was about um, like the, the sexual assault and um, like the consent kind of training that they have in my school. And I think in the entire um, like Cal State system, it's referred to as Title IX, mm-hmm. which is um, just kind of encompasses all of that. Um, but Google Title IX because I've heard of this before, and it so 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 okay. It's the beginning of the school year. Hey guys, welcome back to college. Um, don't forget to do your Title IX training course. Is that right? They call or what? You do it at your computer. Yeah, it's online for us, and then we have to watch videos and answer questions based on it. Um, and yeah, I mean it's pretty repetitive every. I think it's either every semester or every school year we have to. Um, okay, scroll up. Let that. me read what they're teaching you, clowns. Okay, you make it bigger because mommy's got old eyes. The U.S. Department of Education Office for Civil Rights enforces Title IX, protects people from discrimination based on sex and education programs or activities that receive receive federal money. Okay, there we go. No person based on sex excluded participant denied. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay. So they tell you not to rape, which is, I think, pretty fucking, uh, pretty self-explanatory. I mean, did, did you need to be told not to rape? I didn't. I, I don't think most people do. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, it, it deals with a lot more than just like, you know, straight up rape. It has a lot to do with um, like alcohol and how that could affect situations and, and oh, consent right. and all that kind For, of stuff. Right. So like you, you, you know, hey, we're having a party. If you see a girl who's out of it, you guys aren't allowed to rape her like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, that's good that they're telling you that. I'm not saying that that's not a positive message. I'm just, I don't know that I don't, I don't, I think I might agree with Camille pa- Paglia, Paglia here that do we need you to sit down and do the seminar before? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, they don't want us to forget. So they got to drill it in. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that do? <laughs> right now, see, and, and judging by your tone, it sounds as though you're, you're one of the good guys who kind of, who, who, who understands that, yeah, obviously, like I, sh- I wouldn't take advantage of a drunk girl consent is important how do they explain consent to you how is that explained you have to get an explicit yes you may do x and y Mm-hmm. okay um, so walk me through more more or less i mean they just give you oh they walk you through all the situations that are not a yes uh, like no answers not a yes hmm, maybe i don't know this and that and i mean like they're they're right but I don't know. It, it it's a tricky issue. It's it's yeah. It's interesting because, again, I feel as though those those intricacies of sexuality and sex between a, a girl and a boy, a man and a woman, those things are worked out 
in the doing of them, you know? Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's something that you navigate through learning. And uh, I imagine that that really stunts your sexual development when you're so terrified to try to to get with the girl. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely always in the back of your mind and everyone's tries to be like hyper vigilant and careful and i mean again i think it all comes from like a good place like they want to stop yeah. the horrible things happening to people so i don't know 100 inherently bad but i think it's definitely kind of gone a little far in that direction and it's become a bit excessive I was also telling you before we started rolling mm. that every syllabus at the beginning of every class has to publish this long, um, long thing on the the stance on sexual assault and sexual battery and all Jeez. of this stuff. I mean, was this a real problem on your campus? Um, I mean, I think it's a big problem in campuses overall i don't know too much about like the statistics on my campus the statistic that always gets thrown around is one in five one in five women in college um mm. you know experience some kind of like sexual um abuse i think that's the word yeah that's i uh, yes i but would say that it's yeah. definitely kind of it encompasses a lot more than like really serious rape sexual battery um, and I mean, it, it, it's definitely all really bad <laughs> to happen. I mean, I'm trying to be safe yeah, here. Yeah, I know. What, I know. See, but canceled. this is what this is what makes me sad too. Is that we can't even say. Yeah. Yeah, you're. We can't even. This is this is what I'm saying is the problem. Okay, this is the very problem. This Title IX approach to it, this institutionalized approach to adolescent sexuality, which is essentially what you are. You're a baby. You're a teenager to me. Now you're 21. Actually, that's not fair, mm -hmm. but. When you're a freshman in college, you're 18, right? Yeah. So why the fuck is the state? Because that is Title IX. That is the government. Because <laughs> they've given you federal funds, are now teaching you guys how to negotiate sex. That's fucking weird. This should be done between, like, a more of a, I don't know, like discourse setting. Maybe a class? where men and girls and boys or men and women and then teachers sit down and you guys actually talk about the mechanics of like yeah versus you know you're gonna read some sheet on sexual assault and then click yeah i read that thanks and it's just like ugh, like that doesn't seem good mm -hmm. so this is the problem is that you guys can't even talk openly like even now you're like i'm afraid of being canceled i'm afraid to even say something so then how the heck are you guys going to have any meaningful dialogue or have a life because that's how things happen in the in the world right real yeah. things happening so this is what this is what i mean this is kind of ooky and gross shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. they make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs so optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And I think this nostalgia of the 90s is because we could... Here's what happened in the 90s, truly. If somebody was sexually assaulted, um, the girls would talk, and then you'd fucking find the guy who did it. Um, you tell everybody... <laughs> And you 
basically ostracized that guy. That's how it worked in San Francisco when I was going to school. Now, I, you know, gosh, you just tell people, hey, that guy's a creeper. Stay the fuck away from him. And then he doesn't get laid, you know? Um, I don't know. But what, what the fuck? A anyway. Well, the response would be um, that most women that experience something like that don't, don't come forward, yeah. don't say anything, yeah, or that they'll be shamed. Right. Um, yeah. Which is and true. Yeah, that's true. With rape stuff, I've heard. Yeah. Well, it's this whole idea of a rape culture, which I don't know if I really oh agree with. Yeah. Because, like, I, I don't think we live in a society that accepts or approves of rape in any way, shape, or form. Right. Um, so the idea that that really exists and is pervasive throughout our society, I think, is a little... Yes. Well, let's look up rape culture. Let's see how that's defined... Um, I'm curious, Google rape culture and let's see even what that looks like, because I agree that, uh, look, look, all this stuff is a good, it's, it's not inherently, I think the intentions are good, but this is not the way, uh, to go about it. Rape culture. Okay. Wikipedia. Rape culture is a sociological concept for a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized due to societal attitudes about gender and sexuality. Click on the Wikipedia. Let's go a step farther. Let's see which writers in particular there Okay, victim blaming, yes, slut shaming, yes, sexual objectification, trivializing rape, denial of widespread, refusing to acknowledge the harm caused by sexual violence. Dear life. Okay, rape pornography, rape fantasy. Okay, third wave feminist, go up higher. No, no, sorry, no showing what developed by second wave feminist. Uh, in the 1970s, critics, the concept dispute its existence or extent, arguing that the concept is too narrow. Although there are cultures where rape is pervasive, the idea of rape culture can imply that the rapist is not at fault, but rather the society that enables rape. Rape, Right, okay, so the slut walk, the Me Too, it's all very delicate because on the one hand, I understand normalizing women's sexuality is a great idea, right? Not calling women sluts who enjoy sex. The slut walk, right, right. Right, right. I agree. I don't know. I, I would argue that um, Afghanistan has a solid rape culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, <clears throat> that by definition is a rape culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, where a woman gets stoned to death or it is fine to rape a woman. That is a rape culture. But to say, it, yeah, it's too pervasive a term. It can be, you can define that anyway. You could be like, well, a strip club promotes rape culture. Does it? Because it seems to me that those are women who are making a living in a pretty safe environment the way they like to. And maybe they don't have means to make a living otherwise. And this is a pretty great option for them. It's complicated. Yeah. It's not it, easy. It's really complicated. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, I think it all comes from a good place with good intentions. But like the idea that rape is accepted, I don't know any man in or woman Norm, yeah, anywhere normal, that is like, person. oh, yeah, you know, that, that, that's all good and not it's her fault, all that. Like, no, it, it, no one's like that. Not now. And, and, and I think if we look back in, just in terms of the 80s, if you uh, have you ever seen the movie Revenge of the Nerds, watch yeah. watch Revenge of the Nerds if you want to learn about. I yeah. think what they're referring to this rape culture where like women were clearly objectified. There's a scene in Revenge of the Nerds where a girl unknowingly has sex with a guy she thinks is her boyfriend because they're wearing the same costume, but it's in fact a nerd and he fucking like rapes her. Yeah. <laughs> That's rapey shit. Um, 
So, I mean, we've come so far, but again, like to not even be able to talk openly, I think is what bothers me for yeah. you, for you, for your generation. That's what scares me is just like, shut up, shut up. You can't say anything. You're a white guy. Shut up. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's all fascinating. Um, and by the way, this is in honor of episode 69. <laughs> Woo! 69, dudes. Um, so you couldn't even do that on your college campus, could you? Could you yell 69, dudes? I, I think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think they'd be fine with that. <laughs> would you Would you have like a feminist group saying that you're promoting rape culture? It's possible. It's definitely <laughs> possible. Oh, God. That's so sad. Universities used to be the place where you could be free. You should be, you know, finding the boundaries of what's what's cool and what's not, and now they're shutting that down. That really is wild. What's the solution, Zolo? Where do I send my kid to college? I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. Like a Republican conservative school? <laughs> no. <laughs> because the liberal colleges are not liberal. So. I mean, they're young. They still have time. Maybe, maybe <sighs> everyone will get their shit together by the time they're old enough to go to school. I hope so, because I, I want my boys to understand courtship so how do you ask a girl out in this culture how did you get your girlfriend um i mean i, I kind of just asked her out the traditional way there were there was not nothing too tricky there um but how how are you going to handle it when you're teaching your boys and they're having all this stuff kind of shoved down their throats about consent and about um you know rape culture and all this stuff and they're like scared to talk to girls Potentially. I know it's um, it's see, but that's why I do think about this stuff because it's like, well, you know, you you lead by example. So in the house, in the home, they see that their dad respects their mother and vice versa. You know, Tom and I are kind, and I've never heard my boys ever say anything like "girls are stupid" or uh, you know, it just doesn't. So maybe to t- to teach them these things, but like, yeah, how do we? I don't know. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta wait until he's in school until I start seeing the nonsense happen, and then I can pull him aside and be like, "Don't fucking listen to this. This is ridiculous." I don't know. It's scary because I heard if a girl sends you her titty pics, like you're the one that's in trouble, right? If you're a minor, the boys. Um. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely get in trouble if you got uh, caught with that. Mm. I mean, I think everything's a little different if both parties are underage and stuff. But yeah. I mean, it's tricky now. Man. All right. Well, keep fucking Zolo. I'm happy for you. It's crazy, dude. It's a crazy world. Okay. Let's go on. We've got a lot of important business to catch up on. I wrote down some um, things I can't believe I've said out loud this week. Um, Do we have a few? We do have one or two of those, don't we? Yeah, we do. Okay, good. Um, let's play yours first, you, the listeners one. Stuff you never thought you'd say as a parent. I've um, been saying a lot of crazy shit this week. Hi, Who's Christina. It? This is Victoria, and I'm calling about these segment things that I never thought I would be saying. Uh, I have a three-year-old son, and uh, he's potty trained. Um, however, there are lots of things that I have to say to him pretty much on a daily basis, um, like, Please put your penis in the potty. Uh, the potty is not for faces. It's for your butt um, because it likes to stick his face uh, mm-hmm. into the toilet. And I just thought it was hilarious that I am having to tell somebody this because he does not understand how gross it is. And hopefully one day he will. Anyway, thanks, Dean. Love you. 
that's the thing you don't <clears throat> really think about with kids is that you have to explain everything to small children. Like everything you take for granted as being common knowledge is not common knowledge to a three-year-old. Don't touch pee. Don't flush the toilet. Don't flush objects down the toilet. Um, the other day, Ellis got on all fours naked and spread his butt cheeks and farted at me. <laughs> like <laughs> savagery, straight savagery, Bo. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you have to tell them everything. So mine was, um, I, when I put on Ellis's pajamas at night, you know, we're face to face and he will try to lick my face like, ah, ah, cause he's just so fired up. And I have to tell him nightly, please don't lick my face. Please don't lick my face. And like to have to say that to somebody, especially as sternly as I have to. And I have to tell the younger one to stop flushing the toilet uh, hourly. Like he's, the two-year-old is really into the toilet right now. So that's cool. Um, all right. Do we have another one or that, that was the yeah. That's all we got. Oh, okay. Um, let's do some cartoon crushes. Those are super fun. I want to hear a cartoon crush. Do we have a voicemail? Oh, we do. Play that one. What's up, mommies? I'm calling in about the uh, cartoon crushes. I'm a 40-year-old straight male, but I I don't know why nobody has brought up Bugs Bunny and Drag. Oh. I remember that when I was little. There was something about Bugs Bunny and Drag that was hot. I don't know. Anyway. Love the show. Keep it up. You Keep know, I think he's right. Google Bugs Bunny in drag. I know what he's talking about. He, Bugs Bunny was hot when he dressed up as a lady. Let's bring it up, Zolo. You got to show me. Bugs Bunny in drag. He had on, yeah, dude, he's right. This guy's right. Look at him. Look at him. He was smoking. This is the first transgender, what is this? What would you call this in, in um, college talk, Zolo? Is he? Ooh, this one's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not sure what he identifies as. Right. I mean, I'm messing up even calling him a he. Right. There's a lot of various takes on this identity spectrum. Be because yeah. drag isn't trans. Drag, like, there's... Ooh. A lot of just like gay guys that identify as men that do right. drag. Correct. So he, you know, Bugs Bunny could identify as just a straight man who, who enjoys dressing up as a woman. Oh my God, look at his tits there. <laughs> I gave him like big old knockers, like pointy ones. That one's so crazy too. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> right. Right. He's just a transvestite. Is that what that's called, right? Transvestite. I don't think they use that term anymore. Wait, when um, you dress, when you're a straight guy who just likes to wear women's clothing? Yeah, I think oh. that term's outdated. Is that out? Am I, I, I think canceled? No, I think you're okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I also really had a thing for, um, like, when, okay, here's one, I a weird one I just remembered now, looking at bugs and drag, is when Pepe Le Pew would find his girlfriend. Would you Google Pepe Le Pew and his girlfriend? <laughs> This one, too, would get me going when he would find the girlfriend. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And she would have like a flower in her hair or something. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this guy's awesome. Like, OK, that's rape culture now. Right. Do you know Pepe Le Pew is Zolo? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, my darling, I love you. I want to <laughs> yeah. kiss you. Like, this would be considered rape culture now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't look like she's consenting there at all. No, she's not. <laughs> right. That is not consent. 
That's so true. Oh my gosh, how cute. Oh, wow. That's so funny, you know, but when I think back to consent, when I was in college, I mean, there are guys that you hooked up with <laughs> who like, you maybe you weren't like 100% into, but you're like, all right, he keeps fucking asking. And that's not necessarily like a bad, you know what I mean? It's just, it's neither, it, you're learning how to be a sexual being. You know, you make mistakes. You go like, yeah, I shouldn't have banged that guy, but hmm, I but as a girl, you you know what I mean? Maybe you didn't yeah, say no, totally. or maybe, but you were like, no, fuck it, all right. Well, you know, you just fucking do yeah. it. That that's where it becomes really tricky because I mean, <laughs> by the definitions right now, that would be considered non-consensual. Um, <laughs> but then, like that poses the question: like, is does regret rape. constitute rape? Does what? Does regret constitute right. rape? Just because you regret <laughs> that you did it. Right. Oh, that's interesting. It, I mean, yeah, it, it's a very nuanced issue, but it's, it's tricky. But that's the thing. So those th there's so many losers I hooked up with that I wouldn't go, gosh, you know, that wasn't consensual. That was regretful. Yeah. We are like, I don't know. It kind of weird dick and it wasn't like great. But that's how you learn like, oh that's then i'm not gonna go for guys like that anymore you know you just kind of you, you think you might be into that but then you're not yeah. so you know gosh yeah that's tricky that's so tricky yeah i'm sorry i'm just going down memory lane of <laughs> oh gosh I did, I dated a few. I dated one Pepe Le Pew that was like, my darling, I love you. I love you so And he was really trying to talk me into raw dogging one day. I remember uh, we, were, we were somewhere where, he, yeah, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna raw dog you. And he totally did the just the tip argument with me. And I was like, no, no. And I knew, but I knew something was off about him. I didn't like him enough. And then later I found out that, yeah, he was kind of banging around and I maybe got had herpes or something. So, okay. Good thing I didn't bang him. Mm. Okay. Uh, this one comes from Robert. I was watching your follow-up on Cartoon Crushes. I wanted to share mine, which I am not at all embarrassed about. I love cartoons so much, still do. My cartoon crush was in a comic book. I'm a lifelong fan of Archie comic series and I always loved Big Moose, Marmaduke Mason, Big, blonde, and dumb as a rock, but with a pure heart and a strong love for his girl, Midge. Wait a minute. So he likes the guy. So Robert's a gay guy. Okay, look up Big Moose, Marvin. <laughs> He's cute. Yeah, I get it. Oh, this is like the prototype for the gay guy. Of course, if you're a young gay boy and you see Marmaduke Mason, that guy's totally gay. That's why he's there. He's free to awaken your homosexual feelings as a young man. <laughs> right because the shirt's a little too tight for a heterosexual boy hair is a little too stylish for a heterosexual guy yeah yeah he's super gay okay well cool robert i'm glad that that guy could awaken your feelings okay mine is from the mtv cartoon daria yes i was a huge fan of daria her best friend jane's brother trent lane omg is probably the hottest he's so right totally my type of actual human person tall skinny probably just a little bit dirty this is from chelsea a hundred percent dude i think i had a cartoon crush on him too trent this is from daria from the 90s 
Oh, wow. Trent Lane. I remember Daria. La, la, la. See, this cartoon was, so, this is indicative of totally the 90s where the main characters were um, just like, uh, you know, Ghost World. You ever seen Ghost World? They're just kind of like anti-heroes, right? They're both kind of goth chickies, kind of alternative. This was what's great about the 90s is that there were, you could just be gnarly and dirty and gross and it was a whole category. It was very liberating to just be dirty in the 90s. It was fucking rad. Okay. As a child, I had a huge crush on Cat from the Aristocats. His name is Thomas O'Malley, the alley cat, and he had a total hard-on for Duchess, who was a single mom of three kids. He is totally a WAP machine. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, she likes him thick. He's a little thick for my liking. But, you know, Thomas O'Malley, I bet you had a good attitude. That's what it is that sells you. I always, I like how the girls are drawn so feminine. Wow. That's exciting. The Aristocats. I got to give that a watch. <laughs> Isn't there, a, there's a whole genre of pornography, right? That's like, don't they animate like, you know, like normal characters effing? Because although don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about here. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. definitely a thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. That sounds fucking amazing. Someone should be animating all of these. <laughs> I'm sure it's been done. I know. <laughs> Somebody's doing it right now, listening to this podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Um, I want to look at. Oh, let's look at your Halloween decorations. This is the last week, you guys, before Hollow Jeans comes up. And man, you know, I have a friend who's been sending me videos of her house and she's like one of these people that's been collecting pieces over years with her kids and her house is it's so profesh you know like mine's so rinky dinky from michael's arts and crafts and i'm super jellies so let's do the first one this one's pretty great hi mommy here is a photo of my skeleton decor my father-in-law is obsessed with halloween and owns like six skeletons so he let us borrow some this year i even added some lights from chandler oh that's cool on the lawn i like that on the lawn chairs that's super cool that's adorable and they're wearing masks how perfect is that for coronavirus amazing i like how you put boxer shorts on that one <laughs> it's rad okay uh-oh very problematic name coming up is it megan or megan i don't know how to say this this is a hot topic on your mom's house now we've received so many emails right zolo people uh pouring in is it Me oh yeah megan or megan what do you think i think megan I think Megan, too. Yeah. West Coast. Uh, I also share your love of Halloween, says Megan Megan. My five and two-year-old sons help me arrange a skeleton throughout the month. They have named him Skeleton Boy. It's been a fun distraction from all the COVID. Oh, this is Twister. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is so great. There's a, there's a skeleton doing Twister on the lawn and then a dog. Oh, the skeleton dog. That's so fun. You know, this reminds me of um, 10th grade biology. We had a skeleton in our class and it was my personal mission every day to put the skeleton's hand on his dick before class started. <laughs> 69, dudes! 
sixty fucking nine. Oh, it's a little fun. See, the mm -hmm, my problem would be if I had two skeletons, you know they'd be effing. Oh, this is so cute. And you're your little baby. Oh, hello. That's really cute. Oh, I gotta do skeleton stuff, apparently. That's where the fucking party's at, bruh. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Now, this is a very... Oh, this one's good. <laughs> you guys are so smart putting them uh, out, the skeletons out with, like, doing little things, holding tumblers. Um, Halloween's my favorite holiday. I have hand-decorated everything for you, Julia. You name it, I did it. <laughs> yes, I'm R-worded for Halloween. I'm trying to leave it up for Christmas so we can have a nightmare before Christmas theme. The hubs is too high and tight and is not having it. For once, I want to be low and loose. Help me, jeans. Hell yeah, I'm coming in May. Love you, mommy's what? <laughs> what is she asking for advice? Are those guns? No, those are bats. Okay, so this is her house. Is this hers? Zolo? Yeah, this oh, is hers. Like this. Um, yeah, there's just Halloween decorations all over the place, and her <laughs> husband's not feeling it. I know. You know what? In all honesty, most heterosexual men are not feeling Halloween. That's why it's your job as a woman to decorate the house. Yeah, I fucking said it, okay? If you're a mom and you love it, just do it. If you're a mom and you don't love it, don't do it. But I'm just saying, we bring jeer to cheer and joy. Look at that. Look how fun that is. All those different bottles and skulls and stuff. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. Like, it's time to stop uh, being ashamed of, of our love of decoration. Look at that. Look at the joy that's bringing. He's trying to watch football and there's too much shit around the TV. <laughs> That's crazy. That's really off the chain, though. There's so many bottles. Oh, I like the severed foot, too. That's really good. Wow. Holy shit. All right. Cool. Let's do some follow-up emails. This is, um, you know, it's so funny. Leanne Kreischer, we got to bring her back on here. And... Uh, I've been giving Leanne a little guff on the show because she comes on here and she's always like, I can give Bert the best blowjob. He can come in five seconds. And then she like doesn't share her beach secrets with us specific specifically, right? That's how you say that word specifically. Um, so this listener figured it out. Here it goes. Whoa, 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 main mommy. You mentioned in episode 67 that Leanne has been stingy. And never shared the dick sucking book written by the gay guy. Oh, she did. I know this because I immediately rewinded and took notes <laughs> to later purchase that book. She mentioned it about a year ago. And my man has pretty has been pretty happy since. And so I've I since oh, so she gets it down to five minutes or less now. Seriously, buy the damn book and skip to the blowjob chapter so you can become more like Ms. Pinsky and up your damn game. It's called Sex Tips for Straight Woman from a Gay Man. Already? Here we're gonna write it down. Sex tips for straight women from a gay man. Hold on. Can I just download it really quick? Oh, shit. All right. Here it is. Hold on. I got a double click to pay. Gets the face in there. Guys, I've just downloaded it. Here we go. Sex tips for straight women from a gay man. May 27th, 2008. Okay. So this is back in LA. Oh, shit. Here's some do's and don'ts. You guys ready? I'm going to tell you bitches listening. Clean up your act is like number one. Isn't this interesting? A nice shower is always a good idea, whether he smells like he just got back from the gym or not. In your old life, it may not have mattered because you were the wide receiver and he was the star quarterback. What? But <laughs> am I, did I not understand what the fuck I just read? 
But now that your hands, mouth, and yes, your nose will be in places they might not have been before and for a long time you want to make sure it's squeaky clean this is so true my mother used to tell me this all the time this is like rule number one it's that men don't like women with stinky pussy she would always tell me that she said you must keep your vagina clean and you got to tell your kids everything okay so clean up your act that's number one um baubles and beads do you ever notice that gay men might admire your cool jewelry but they don't wear much of it themselves. Maybe it's true that men are dazzled by shiny earrings, but he doesn't want your tennis bracelet caught in his pubic hair. Okay, well, these are very fucking specific. These gay guys really get into the nitty conversation stoppers, bite bits. All right, I'm gonna fucking read this to you ladies. I'm gonna have Leanne in and we're gonna figure this out, yeah? Let's book her yeah. for next week. I'm going to read this book. You want to skip to the beach chapter? Or you want to no. save that for Leanne? I'm going to save this okay. for Leanne. Probably I'm going to read this. I'm going to make copious notes like I do my philosophy books. And then I'm going to get, let's get her in here. And we're going to go over this shit once and for all. We're going to give a tutorial for the women. And Sounds then, good. Yeah. <sighs> this is in response uh to my um oh we already did that yeah um this is in response to my too hot to cuddle problem with my husband that i've been having you know he claims that he's too hot for a cuddle sesh and uh you know it's very upsetting like you and tom tomothy (laughs) my hot-bodied wife likes to cuddle with me i love being the little spoon but i cannot stand the heat and getting a sweaty back and ass in bed What I found that helps me is when we cuddle, she is covered by the blankets and I just give a tiny bit or none covering me while my chest is exposed to the cool air to keep me comfortable when I am the little spoon. This has helped us both get the cuddles we want while staying comfortable for longer durations. I like this idea. Thank you. It says, love the show, Daddy Moon Fox. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a scary name. (laughs) It's like the Manson clan. They all had names like that, like Big Moon Sunshine and uh, Daddy Moon Fox. Wow. I bet he fucks. Now, Christina, what do you think about a guy being the little spoon? (laughs) Is that okay? (laughs) Gosh. Well, first of all, gender doesn't exist. Okay. (laughs) Um, it's fine. I enjoy it. I like to be I like to be the big spoon or the little spoon. At this point, Zolo, I'm just happy to take any form of spoonage that comes my way. I'll take it uh, any scrap of affection that Tom is willing to give. So, it is not uh but I see what you're saying. Prior boyfriends, it it would be seen as unmasculine. Yes, I would say that it um it made my pussy dry. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about being the little spoon? I'll be honest. I love it. <laughs> it's real nice. But I, I know, I, again, there's a divisive issue. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I feel topic. a little embarrassed to say it. Yeah. But it, it feels really nice. I mean, you're basically being pegged by your girlfriend. <laughs> it's not that far removed from her putting a big old D in your A. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that effeminate. It's not that effeminate. I'm trying to think if there's anything Tom does that's effeminate. No, like he's so, I t- the only turn off like a man is really, I don't, I don't like excessive filth in a man's living environment. I think that's a huge turn off when his sheets are just 
fucking gross. Like when he's gross, that's a turn off. I'll tell you the only turn off, like I've had a boyfriend. Hold on. Let me go. Let me go take a piss and possibly diarrhea. And then I'm going to come back and let's do turn offs. I want you guys to think of your turn offs for boys and girls. Okay. Take a piss real quick. Okay. I'm back. I did not brown. I just <laughs> pished. But when I was sitting there, I was thinking of turn offs for men. So let's do, I want to do a round of turn offs with you guys and me. I'll just go through. I have so many. It's so funny. It occurred to me. I have so fucking many. It's like like little things that I'm like, no, you'll never put your penis in my vagina ever, ever, ever. If you wear, this one makes me, I want to vomit when I see men doing this. Um, what are these shoes called? You don't see them so much on the West Coast. On the East Coast, topsiders or like moccasins. Is this what these are called? Please look this up. Are you talking about like boat shoes? Ew, yes. God, you may as well have another guy's dick in your butt as you're walking around. Like, they're so gay. Look at this shit. Ugh. And here's the deal, man. Those shoes with no socks, that's really what makes me want to vomit because I know what that guy's foot smells like because it's been in a filthy... What is this called? Top cider? Boat shoe. Yeah, I've heard them referred to as boat shoes before, but top ciders brought this up, so I think both are correct. <sighs> so smelly, right? Oh, look at that. <laughs> Ew, even worse though. You know what I'm about to say. Tevas. I'm not or familiar. The Birkenstock. Go ahead and put in Teva. In the 90s, this was big. T E V A. Oh. These are sandals. Oh, bro. <laughs> oh, these are making a comeback. I've seen guys wearing these, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you wearing, Do them dude? a favor, bro. Tell your male friends nobody wants to bang a guy yeah. in Tevas. Like, this is not cute, homie. It's not acceptable. Ugh. Ugh. It doesn't look cute. Mostly when there's no socks involved. Okay. What are your turnoffs in a girl? Go ahead. Be honest. Um, I don't know. There's, as, not, there's as, not a lot, honestly. Yeah, tell um, me. Let's go. I said there's not a lot. Oh, well, you're a young boy. Okay, <laughs> I pass, I'll give you any's because I passed by him in the hallway on my way okay. back in. Um, he said, too much body hair on a woman. <laughs> I agree. I think it's gnarly, right? If I was... agree with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of body hair. All right, what else? Come on. There's three boys in the booth. Give me. Come on, Nadav is more hateful. Let's put Nadav on the mic. He'll tell me what's up. Um, <laughs> yeah, see. I would. <laughs> so definitely, anytime I've seen like uh, on the line of body hair, anytime I've seen armpit hair, it just oh. me. I need to get out of there. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, like if we've only gone on a couple dates, yeah, talking like really deep future planning. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's super. Like, gross. oh, I can't wait for you to come to like. A Thanksgiving a year and a half from now. And yeah. Like, and you're like on the first or second date. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know if I like you yet. That's nasty. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. talking superficial. You guys are too nice. Armpit hair is pretty superficial. I know. And you know what's so funny? I noticed too on um, TikTok or on Instagram, the girls that have it love to highlight it. Yeah. They <laughs> love being like, oh my God, what are you going to say about it? <laughs> yeah, it's nasty as yeah, shit. Yeah, like, dude. all right, I get it. You got an armpit hair. Madonna did it in '80, bitch. Not that shocking. Um, okay, what? Madonna. 
right. If they get some sort of... Like, if you find out that they're super, like, woke or uh, ju- social justice warrior uh, like, within the first little bit, yeah. the, uh, that whole that that, whole that kills me. Right, because it's like, yeah, I imagine that you're not racist. I, ima- I imagine yeah. that, like, you want good things to happen. But, like, to make sure that I... I don't know. Just it, it all it all always feels weird when it's brought up. I early. I agree. I think anybody that has yeah, like you fucking assume, especially if I don't know. I assume most Angelinos are like not racist pieces of shit. Like we're pretty it's a pretty liberal city, you know? Right. Like let's all assume that we're pretty dope, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, I hate anybody that has too restrictive of a diet that they always talk about. That's so fucking annoying to me. Well, it depends if it's elective or not, you know? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I can't eat gluten or I break out in oh, hives. It's God. like, okay, but if you can't eat gluten because you you feel yeah. cleaner, then go fuck Don't yourself. talk to yeah. me about it. Yeah, I just don't want to fucking hear about your stupid fucking diet. <laughs> I also hate um, on men. Oh, God. I hate when their nails are too long. And it, it, are they have like dirt under the, their nails? Nah, they're just working in the field, Christina. They're, no, they got rough man. No, hands. when their nails are too long, I think um Kat Von D's oh. husband prayers. Right, or they really into our, cocaine. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. or guitar playing, and you're like, ugh. Oh, that's gross. So gross. If they, I, fa- if they fashion their nails into uh, guitar picks, so it's all yes. Painted, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> Like that better be for drugs because if it's for a guitar, you're getting beat up. Yes, that's how I feel. It's so gross when they have, and they're like, oh, I play the guitar. Like, why don't you use a pick? Isn't that what that's for? <laughs> like, not your dirty but nails. But some, sometimes I lose my picks. Ugh. This way I don't lose it. Yeah, cut your nails. Who are you, Dolly Parton? You think you're fucking cute? Okay, um, a ponytail. I'm not interested in a pony. Not interested in a ponytail. Also, teeth are big for me. If your teeth are jacked, no, not into it. I'm just talking about hygiene. Like, get that shit. Get your hygiene right. All right. I guess I'm, uh, you guys are all pretty easygoing with ladies. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is breaking news as well in the WMMA world. Um, This is very interesting. I, too, love ranch so much. I legit could eat it by the spoonful by myself. This is for you, Nadav. I have been on a quest to replicate and find my fave restaurant ranch from glory days. I asked my server once how they make it, and he told me it was Hidden Valley Ranch Packets, etc. Blah, blah, blah. I bought the packet from the store, used buttermilk. Nope, not the same. Fast forward a year later, I decided at Amazon Fresh Delivery for my groceries. I'm opening up grocery bags, and out comes my ranch packets, and they're different than usual. They made a secret restaurant-style packet. <gasps> you got to get your entire ranch life. I lost my mind. Wow, this is exciting. When I ordered it, didn't say restaurant-style. It said Hidden Valley Ranch Dip Mix. So it sounds like you need to go on Amazon and get Hidden Valley Ranch Dip Mix, and that's what you're going to get. Oh, fantastic. Are you excited, Nadav? You've got your ranch? 
is looking for ranch recipe. You know, I got to tell you, though, there's nobody that can replicate Gelson's ranch. That's really my favorite ranch. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Gelson's ranch is where it's, it's at? The, it's the best, bro. What? Like, I've been having it since I was a kid. There's something, it's it's all in the salad bar, which I'm sure is closed now for COVID, but, mm. bruh, Gelson's Ranch, and then you mix that with Thousand Island, there's nothing better on earth than uh, Thousand Ranch. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. You're... Go ahead. Ruining Ranch? What do you mean introducing ruining? Thousand Island? You today? didn't know this about me? It's Thousand Ranch. I invented this, and I think everybody should try it. You want to change your life? No, see, but I agree with What's you wrong that with both you? of those dressings are good, but mixed together. I it, mean, I've never even tried it. It sounds... It sounds like sacrilege. No. You're see, ruining ranch. You know what? <laughs> you got to open your heart. <laughs> <laughs> open up your heart and your mind. Nadav, have you never mixed genres like this? Do you Have you never had ketchup and mayonnaise together? Yeah, that's it's Thousand good. Island. <laughs> yeah, and then add ranch to it and now you've got... And now it's ruined. It's rad. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> just try it let me let me hook you up okay but yeah you have to get the right ranch on the right ti you can't go okay yeah it's it's really good okay let's do my favorite let's do michelin driving with kids stories this is so exciting today's driving with kids segment is brought to you by our sponsor michelin and the new cross climate Two. learn more at michelinman.com i love these stories i love these stories keep sending them in send them to where my mom's at at gmail.com can you scroll up mommy let me see the phone number 213-375-5184 to share your stories. I absolutely love them. So let's get to it. Oh, here's my own story I have. Um, it's not terribly funny, but more of a useful tip. If you're driving on a long drive with your children, get audio, audio books, right? Like um, if you subscribe to, what is it? Apple, iTunes. Why am I 80 years old? What's this shit called? iTunes. Audible? Yeah. Oh, Audible? Audible, iTunes, but it's Apple, not. Apple it's on books. the Apple book. Apple, yeah. If you just have the iTunes, like an unlimited, I do a year, uh, every month, you just, as many songs as you want. You can um, search for like three little pig stories or whatever, little mermaid story. And you listen to essentially stories on tape. They're not called on tape anymore. <laughs> um, but it, we were in the car for two hours last week with our boys and I played these stories and it, it just... It was so quiet and it was so great. So this is great. Big fan of uh, all the YMH shows. Very good, Don. Thank you. One day while driving to the convenience store with my six-year-old, some guy cuts me off in traffic. I mumbled something which I thought was under my breath. As we both pull up next to each other in the parking lot and both get out of our cars, my son asks me very loudly, Mommy, what's a douchebag? <laughs> The guy definitely heard him, and I was mortified, Don. Thank you, Don. Yes. Yes. Well, by the time they're six, they're really picking up on all your language. Um, my almost five-year-old now has been um, very creative and colorful with his language. So the other night we sat down and thought of alternates that he could say um, instead of the actual curse words. So... Um, Cheese and rice. He really thought that was funny. Did you guys ever say cheese and rice? It's so corny. Yeah. Cheese and rice. Cheese and crackers. Uh, cheese and cracker. Yeah, it's so, and they laugh. And anyway, I try to redirect. 
always try and be like, but I have taught my son uh, what a douchebag is. I think it's very important to be able to spot um, and, uh, but I don't call them douchebags. I call them dum-dums. Dum-dums smoke cigarettes. They don't go to college and they don't pay their taxes. Okay. Hey jeans, not a mom, but I wanted to share a super cool story with you about driving with my mom. My mom is an avid gum chewer. And when my brother and I were little, we would yell at her about spitting her gum out the window while she was driving. She would often just tell us that birds take it and make nests out of it. <laughs> Eventually, I learned that birds not only do not use gum to build their nests, but the stickiness glues their beak shut. Oh no. When I was a teenager, we were having an argument in the car and she went to spit her gum out the window. The wind blew right back in and it got stuck on her. We laughed hysterically, ending the fight, and she got the long overdue karma she deserved. She still chews gum and spits it out the window to my disdain. Morgan from New Jersey. That is amazing. That is amazing. God, I didn't know it sticks our little beaks together. Anyway, uh, please send them in. Do we have another one? No. Uh, I think we have a voicemail oh voicemail yeah. great let's do this will be the, the last one perfect thank you guys I love these hey mommies what's going on I just had a quick uh, crazy vehicle story one of my earlier memories me and my little brother were in a car with my family obviously and uh, I had gotten out with them and my brother stayed in the car he had flicked the gear into driving and it started to go around in a circle like an old bronco just driving in a circle over and over <laughs> and over again somehow not hitting anything or changing trajectories an old man came out and jumped inside the car and not my dad not my mom uh, just some random random bystander came out jumped into the car put it into gear stopped it and practically saved my brother's life because I it was just going around and around in circles. <laughs> I could never imagine anything like that happening. Christina mentioned movie type stuff. That's a movie. Keep it tight, tight. Love you guys. Bye. Wow, I didn't even know that was possible. Well, thank God for the kindness of strangers, huh? Holy mackerel. Uh, we haven't done mom fails in a long time, mostly because I feel like every day is a mom fail from you know you, you it's a constant um it's a constant struggle we just had to have the plumber come again to fix a toilet because juju has been throwing everything down there and flushing let, let me hear some mom fail voicemails those are always fun now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. fails hi christina my name is harry i have a dad fail for you when my daughter was two months old uh, I got up in the night to feed her, and I had her in my arms. I tripped, and I fell. Fortunately, I managed to get my arms out in time and uh, not squish her. Unfortunately, she rolled out of my hand and went down the stairs. She only went about halfway, though. Uh, she's not R-worded, thank God. That was about seven <laughs> years ago. She oh. can read, she can write. We're all good. Whew. Cheers, mommy. Bye. Aww. That's so sad, and that happens, I'm sure, every single day. And what a great accent you had. Thank you. It sounded like, where was he from? Liverpool? I don't know. What do you think? Was that Welsh, maybe? Somewhere in the UK. Of course. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love their. I don't care. I could listen to him talk all day with that accent. 
Um, yeah, I think they can survive. I mean, I was, um, when I was about like newly pregnant with Julian, I would say I was like eight weeks pregnant and I fell down the stairs of our house. Um, I was coming down the stairs to get something to eat. And like I was wearing socks and they, my foot just slid out from under me because I was going down the stairs very fast because I was very hungry. And I just fucking, I ate shit. And I'm like, oh no, this kid's going to come out wonky. But he didn't. So there you go. Um, yeah. All right. Let's do one more voice. Can you turn the audio up on these? Because I'm hearing it really low. What's up, Christine? Zena here with a mom fail. I have a one and a half year old who was severely constipated because we were overfeeding him rice and had a giant turd that we literally had to dig out of his butt. It was one of the grossest things I've ever had to do. And I never thought that motherhood would be so beautiful. Thanks, Christine. <laughs> love the show. Christine. I love being called Christine. Turd digging. I've never had to, tur to turd dig yet. <laughs> I just feed them prunes. Um, you know, my, uh, yeah, whenever they get constipated, I just give them, uh, um, you know, you can do it from the time they're little babies. We just uh, boil some prunes. You take, I'm uh, sorry, I'm sorry, plums, not prunes, plums. Take the skin off, just boil the, the meat of the plum, and you can mix it in their baby food even if they're constipated. But just give very, very, very little because it, it works really, really well. And you won't have to dig turds, hopefully. Okay. Um, here's a mom hat. Gosh, you know, a million years ago, I played this clip of this woman who kept the, the, like the lip of her jars clean um and I was just I still think about it to this day you know when you see something and you're like that was amazing like I I never thought that I could take um a paper towel and like clean lids of jelly jars or clean the lips of jars <laughs> so nutty like who does that what do you got all the time in the world so this is super cool. Um, this is, hey, Mommy Christina, I'm a dog mommy and a nanny. I have a mom hack that helps you feel as put together as the jelly jar lady. So that's who she's referring to. I went on Amazon and bought chef squeeze bottles for my condiments. I find it's easier for the kids to use without all the splatter of the original bottle. Plus, I not only get to do fun things like write RAR next to dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets on their plates and ketchup, but it keeps the fridge clean, too. Will you Google that for me? I'd like to see squeeze bottles for the condiments. I think she's referring to the kind that you get at, like, barbecue. Yeah, bro. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. I get it. God, kids love that stuff. And then they're not breaking things. You know what I mean? Like barbecue sauce or, like, uh, you know, mayonnaise or whatever. You can put as much or as little in the bottle too. Think about that. So those little turds, uh, my two-year-old is really into more kep-up, more kep-up, more kep-up. And he'll just squeeze as much kep-up as he can out. So this is good. You can put in just a little bit too so that they can feel like they're getting their stuff without completely wasting everything in the house. This is brilliant. I like that. Very bright. Ooh, I have a trick too. I just learned this uh, mom hack. Uh, if your kid, if you have to put, so Juju has a little rash around his mouth from his passy and I'm having to put cream around his mouth. Little boy, my boys hate having any kind of cream put on them. Um, and they'll fight you. So what I do is I put it on and then I go, don't worry, I'm going to wipe it right off. And then I get a wipe and then I pretend I wipe around the area that I've just put the 
the lotion on or the fluid on and then they they're so dumb they think you just wiped it off when you did it i didn't do that to it uh so that was really exciting <sighs> good times yeah it's exciting shit pajitsky effects always my favorite um the microwave so i bought a microwave for my bathroom uh, coffee station as i mentioned previously however because i am lazy i haven't carried the microwave up the stairs yet <laughs> <laughs> so it's sitting in my living room still in the box so hey you know baby steps guys maybe next next year i'll figure out how to get that microwave up the stairs um hi mommy i grew up very middle class but there was no extra money for additional food after mom's initially initial grocery trip being that mom made turkey and cheese sandwiches every day for lunch me and my brothers the turkey and most importantly the cheese had to last until my dad got paid again i always said cheese is my favorite food so this posed a consistent problem for me if I went to eat a lone piece of cheese, I would get in big trouble because it meant someone's sandwich would go without cheese. <laughs> she started buying string cheese as a solution, but you just don't get the same variety of cheese and string cheese, and it doesn't always stop me. So my Pajitsky effect now as an adult who lives alone is I realize I can just straight up eat a piece of cheese in peace without worrying about it. I can have any kind of cheese at any time. Thanks, mommy. Yeah, this is again, Megan or Megan. I don't know. She doesn't put her pronunciation there. She doesn't put her proper. That's another thing we should start doing is how we want our names um, pronounced. You know, it's like part of your pronouns. <laughs> Are you Megan or Megan? I don't know. It's very confusing. That's so funny. Cheese is so important um, in one's home. I bought the wrong kind of cheese yesterday. I'm a fan of the cheddar. I like my slices, but I, you know, it's nothing's more disappointing than going and you get the wrong fucking cheese, right? It's a mild cheddar. Who the fuck wants a mild cheddar? You go for sharp, otherwise right. Why even bother with a cheese if you're not going to get the flavors, right? Zolo, what kind of cheese are you into? Talk about it. I'm a big fan of uh, smoked Gouda. Oh, get your life. The trader, Trader's Joe kinds? Of course. Yeah, this is the best kind of cheese. That's got to be like top cheese. Top like, cheese. That's that's it. The wheel. The fucking... The, yeah. Yeah, bro. That's magic. So Gouda. Good. So good. All right. That's it, you guys. I hope you have a great Halloween. I hope you have a lot of fun with your kids. I know we can't do trick-or-treating, which sucks for them, but, you know, I don't know. Throw them some candy in the house and bob for apples and... I don't know. Try to make it fun anyways. And um, email me where my mom's at at gmail.com. Leave me your voicemails at uh, we'll scroll mommy 213-375-5184. And uh, until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.